Welcome back to Alien Minute. Alien Minute's the daily podcast that breaks down the movie Aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we are from Pele Media. You may recognize our voices from such other podcasts as Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, Goonies Minute, occasional guest host spots on other podcasts like Alien Minute, and you also may recognize us from the last week of Aliens Minute. We've been filling in for John Engel as he is out on a super secret mission with the United States Colonial Marines. And today we're going to bring to you Minute Number 72. Brady, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm a little bummed out, though, because I, Ed, yourself as well, um, had to miss the uh, Movies by Minutes convention in Chicago, the big meetup where... All of the other hosts, well, most of the hosts uh, who could make it from their respective shows and a lot of the listeners got together and looks like they had a really good time. I think so it was a really cool experience. you're giving away John's secret mission right now and why we're recording the uh, podcast in his stead, aren't well, you? Well, yeah. shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is uh, the day we're recording this is taking place on the Movies by Minute convention, the first ever in Chicago where a lot of Movies by Minute podcasters got together. I think there was a live uh, final episode of Back to the Future Minute. That happened. Awesome. Uh, by the time this drops, that'll have been a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure everybody will be aware of it. If there is a Movies by Minute convention for next year, are you planning on going to that one? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it seems like everybody had a really great time. Looks yeah. like the turnout was actually uh, pretty great, too. I was surprised uh, to see, uh, you know, they pretty much sold out that uh, the theater that everything was going on in. But, That's uh, awesome. But today we are here to talk about Minute number 72 of Aliens, and if you're ready, we can go ahead and get into that, Brady. Let's do it. Awesome. So this minute is going to start off with the surviving Marines, Burke, Newt, and Ripley, making their way out of a damaged APC and onto the planet's surface. And it ends with Ripley watching the incoming dropship in the distance. So, uh, yeah, this minute is, there's not a whole lot going on in it, but I think there's some fun stuff to talk about here because we kind of get like one of the the first real shots in this movie of the surface of LV-426. This isn't the first time that they've been on the surface. When the Marines leave the uh, the APC initially to get into the processor unit or the you know the main offices and everything, they do cross the planet in the rain, and we kind of see that it's a disgusting, storm-ridden planet. And man, I tell you, what a lovely day on LV-426. <laughs> I mean, this is like some great weather compared to what we've seen before. Um, you know, it's I, I think that they probably could have... Uh, they could stood to maybe have some like fog or some smoke or some light rain or something going through because whereas it looks great, if you look in the background, you can kind mm-hmm. of make out the fact that it's a set. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than anything I could do. But uh, it got me thinking about which LV-426 do I, do I prefer? Do I prefer mm-hmm. the one from Alien or from Aliens? And they look enough alike mm-hmm. so that you can tell they are the same thing. <clears throat> but you can also tell that it's two different filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, I think LV-426 and Alien is much, much more foreboding. Um, mm-hmm. Just somewhere I would really not want to be. And I don't think it's just because the conditions look worse with the wind, with the, you know, elements just, you know, raining down on you. But because there's just something about Alien that is so much more unnerving to me than Aliens. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that there's too many people who would... Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's just something a little more unnerving about it. And a lot of that comes from the, you know, the hazardous conditions, the weather conditions on LV-426. Right, right. That you would suffocate if you were out there trying <laughs> yeah. to breathe. Yeah, all exactly. that. But on this one, I guess I would probably want to be on this one because you can do it without having some sort of breathing apparatus because they've changed the environment there, you know. But uh, I do think that they did a really good job of recreating kind of what it looks like uh, from Alien. You know, these kind of like weird, uh, like rock, rock sculpture, yeah, sculptures no, almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And I want to say that LV-426 is a volcanic planet, so that's probably like, you know, uh, 
volcanic yeah. rock and these weird tubes that are coming out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, it looks like melted something. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's it's a very strange looking planet. I think they did a really good job recreating. You can tell it's a set, but I'm not going to hold it against it because we're only there for a few seconds, yeah. you know, while they're walking through. They do a really good job of making all the planets in the alien films look different. You know, you've got uh, the LV-426, which has those weird kind of like uh, heat vents or whatever the hell they are coming out of the ground. Uh, LV-233 from Prometheus is just, it looks a little bit more like LV-236, but it is, uh, excuse me, 426, 426. Um it's a little bit more, uh, like, I guess, rocky, mountainy, kind of like uh, shale everywhere. You know, uh, Fury 161 from Alien 3 is, like, j- basically yeah. all a giant, disgusting beach and then, like, a, you know, a barely inhabitable sea. And then I actually rewatched Alien Covenant the other night. And, you know, uh, Planet 4, also known as Paradise in that, is a, is a gorgeous planet. You know, it's... Planet 4? Yeah, that's what it's called, Planet 4. Man, yeah. they really... <laughs> Well, pull out I, I all think, the stops and trying to find a name for that. I they? think the reason they call it Planet Four is because it was unknown to them at the time. Every, um, I guess, satellite or whatever had missed it, so they didn't have a naming system for that yet. So they just kind of like immediately pull it out. And it's not Orgai Six, I think, is the one that they're trying to get to to terraform. But Planet Four is just. Uh, I actually don't even know if it's named in the movie. I don't even think they give it a name. But Planet Four is, if you look up anything online, that's what it's referred to. Maybe that was in the script okay. or something. But, uh, but yeah. So they, they do. They really go out of their way to make these planets all look different, and I think that really uh, it benefits making each one feel different. You know, for the movie that it's set in as well. Yeah, and that's if you know if there's one thing this series of films does really, really, really well, it's e- each movie has such a distinct look, and they're all mm-hmm. coming from younger filmmakers. Now, James Cameron had had. You know, a few things uh, to his credit, of course. Um, Ridley Scott really wasn't coming off of much of anything. David Just the Duelist, I think, yeah. Yeah, the Duelist. And then David Fincher had had nothing but, you know, a career of successful music videos, but nothing mm-hmm. cinematically. Uh, yeah. And... Yeah, and so um, it's it's just, I don't know, apart from all of those movies having such distinct visual styles, including Alien Resurrection, mm-hmm. uh they definitely went out of their way to make the environments look different. And yeah. I really, I credit that. one. I don't think anybody did it quite as well as James Cameron though, because whereas yeah. this does look and feel like a different movie, it's still got the echoes of Ridley Scott. Yeah. The first, and this is something John has pointed out multiple times throughout the uh, course of aliens minute is that the first like 10 minutes of the movie is kind of gradually adjusting you mm-hmm. from Ridley Scott to James Cameron. And you're still getting, whenever we're kind of like floating through the Narcissus at the beginning, I mean, it is straight up an extension of Alien. It yeah. is cut from the same cloth, the camera movement, the pacing, the music, the you know, vibe, everything. So I think Cameron does a really good job to kind of, you know, say, okay, here's here's your taste of Alien or whatever, and yeah. now we're going to go and do this other thing. He's like, do you remember that weird planet surface from the first one? Well, here it is again. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I think that was the point I was getting at. So uh, we cut over to the dropship, which is just about to take off. They've signaled the dropship. They've thrown out some flares. It's time to get up and go. And I love the design of the dropship in this movie. It is, I think if there's anything out of this movie that really had a long-lasting effect on science fiction, it might actually be the dropship. I don't know if dropship was even a term that was used before Aliens, but it's all over the place now. Like, video games that take place in the future, like each one... In fact, I mean, like, uh, Halo, the entire design of the Marines or the space team or whatever from from Halo is taken straight from Aliens Colonial Marines, and the dropships, especially in that, look just like the dropship, this one, uh, which is, I think, classified as a... You know what? I actually don't have that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow but i love the design of the dropship i love the design of uh, ferrero's 
uh, helmet and everything. You know, like it looks just like something out of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Our Pharaoh, I think maybe is her name. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Spunkmeyer gets in there and he's running up the back. I guess he was like using the restroom or, you know, ch- checking out the beauty of LV426 and, you know, runs his hand across a, a railing and gets slime all over it. And that's kind of a a constant in these movies that you see is there's always the introduction of slime like before somebody gets in, right. gets, sees the alien. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about Alien is mm-hmm. the fact that there's like it has shed like snake yeah. shed. Um. <laughs> or or slime for that matter. I really think Spunkmeyer's death is one of the coolest deaths in the movie because you don't see it. Yeah. And the last thing you see is him, you know, being very energetic, very lively, going to do his little task or whatever it was. And then you don't see him again. Yeah. And it's understood that he probably didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And then, yeah, you know, then we move right on into uh, Pharaoh's death. But that's the next minute. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about the dropship, though. Mm-hmm. It's so reminiscent of... The aircraft in Terminator 2, when the exoskeletons are like, you know, stomping on the skulls. Do you know what I'm talking about? Talking about the Hunter Killer, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's uh, just very reminiscent of that. Anyway, that is uh, it for that note. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that uh, Jim Cameron actually designed it himself. I think the story was that they were having trouble coming up with the design for the dropship. So he just went out to a model shop and bought a bunch of different models and just like made it himself, just like glued a bunch of crap together and was like, here, make it look like this. And it's, you know, earlier in the film when they're at Gateway Station, you do see another ship fly by and it's very difficult to see. You just see the tail of it, but it looks a lot like the dropship. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and you find models of the ship, I I can't remember the name of it, it, they actually look very uh, close to each other. So you can kind of imagine that maybe they both came from the same company or something like that. And I think there were a couple of unused models for like a destroyer class ships or something like that that were made for this movie um, out there, which are are pretty damn cool. But uh, yeah, so we get that uh, just kind of like Spunkmeyer walking off. We get uh, Spunkmeyer's off-screen farewell and then we start to see the uh the ship coming in and ripley's you know kind of looking at it like in the distance you know she's promised newt which you know we have a payoff for later in this uh in this in this week that you know they're about to get off the planet that this is it this thing's coming in and they're about to get out of there and lo and behold it is not going to take place so yeah that's kind of what's going on in this minute here uh not a whole lot to talk about but uh, again i love the design of the cockpit of pharaoh and spunk ship and everything I, i think it looks fantastic so it's another vietnam throwback in this film as it's been stated several times is coming you know just a you know, not too long after the Vietnam War had ended, so that stuff was still present in a lot of people's minds. So, you got anything else for this minute? That is it for me. That is it for me as well. Folks, thank you so much for listening to Alien Minute and supporting the show. If you want to support the show monetarily, go to AlienMinute.com. There's a virtual tip jar on there. And as always, we'd like to thank the guys over at Star Wars Minute for creating this format and letting everybody else use it, because we've used it ourselves on our other podcasts from Pele Media. That would be Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, and Goonies Minute. So if you like what we've done here in the show today, definitely check those shows out. They're a lot of fun. So, all right, Brady, you ready to go ahead and get out of here? Let's go. All right, folks, thank you so much. Join us again tomorrow for Minute number 73.